heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we are continuing our Noir World adventure. Noir World is still currently on Kickstarter, so if you like what you've heard here and you want to get this game, head over to Kickstarter right now and look up Noir World, or just follow the link in the show notes. Before we get to the show, I am happy to announce that my good friend Johnny O'Mara got engaged to his lovely girlfriend Jessica, and everyone here at the One Shot Network is very happy for them. If you're on Twitter, you can wish these two well in their new life together by tweeting at Johnny and Briefs. Unfortunately, Johnny and Jessica requested that only ghosts attend their wedding, so well-wishing is the best any of us mortals will be able to do. As some of you may know, Cat, Johnny, Pranks, and I will be in Orlando, Florida for Star Wars Celebration, and we're hosting a meetup on April 15th at 7.30 p.m. We'll be at the Gods and Monsters comic shop. This will be after celebration festivities have closed for the day, so if you live in the area and you're in the mood for a board game, or you're visiting from out of town and you'd like a chance to meet us, this is your best opportunity. Otherwise, we'll be freely roaming throughout the con, and it'll be hard to coordinate. Coming up this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, One Shot will once again be broadcasting a board game on Twitch. This week, we'll be featuring another Kickstarter project, Dragoon. This particular broadcast will focus on the Dragoon Rogue and Barbarian expansion. So, whether you're a fan of classic Dragoon or you haven't played it at all, be sure to join us this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash one shot rpg heroes i recently ran a twitter poll asking if folks would be interested in putting personal messages on the show for a small payment similar to the max fun jumbotron program we got mixed results almost 50 54 and against coming up soon we'll be running a trial period of this on the show the trial hasn't opened yet i'm planning on starting it up sometime post celebration if you're interested in this i'd advise you to watch one shot closely because this is a trial basis this may be the only time we ever do this before we get to the show i want to take a quick moment to thank our backers on Patreon. One Shot exists because of listeners like you. If you like what you hear here and you want to lend us more support than just listening and talking about the show, you can head over to patreon.com and sign up to contribute us a small amount of money each month. That money helps us do things like buy and maintain equipment, broadcast our Twitch streams and pay for our studio, and help pay rent for the folks who make these programs. To all of our backers current and future, Thank you for your support. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. In addition to the two actions you have on your sheet, there's four basic actions. Again, on this lovely laminated piece of card. Ooh. Ooh. You can check it out, which is the basic examine, investigate, look into things. It's also your default action. When in doubt, just check check it it out. out. You can fight it out, which is just what it sounds like it is. You can talk it out, which is just like it sounds like it is. And you can help out, which is helping somebody else do a thing. Pretty much, if what you're trying to do doesn't fall into one of these four categories, you can probably just do it. Because your characters assume to be that level of competent. Now, where it gets a bit crunchier, and it's really the only point of crunch in this game, is that uh, you have a pile of director possible actions. And they are written for somebody who didn't go to film school. They are written for a layperson. No matter what, the director always does at least two things. They establish the shot, they tell us what we're looking at, and they tell us who's in the scene first and foremost. And then the scene plays out. And then when the scene is done, they fade to black. And then we pass the director to the next person. And you get up to three actions off of this sheet. So you can set up a flashback. You can set up my favorite thing, a meanwhile. You can uh, harm someone or something. You can introduce someone into a scene who's not already there. 
You can make somebody risk something or do something risky. You can create a montage because mm-hmm. we all need montages in our lives. You can make someone, you can offer someone a terrible choice. You can threaten someone. You can set up or pay off something that has already been established. So the, the first thing to do is to figure out who's directing first. And you're going to treat the director as you would a traditional GM. Your questions go to them. And the, the agreement in the beginning of the, the Noir World book is that we're all in, in agreement that this is not just one person's story. It's everybody's story. So you're working together to tell the best collaborative tale. And it's it's not just, hey, everybody dump the spotlight on me, 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 me. It's everybody's in this together. I mean, so, John, just to understand what you're saying, uh, that, that in this city, everybody has their story. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. This is a city of, of several thousand stories. Several thousand and stories. And this one is yours. Great. Great. Good. Just just making sure. <laughs> it is a jungle Dorks. of concrete, one might say. Oh, okay. Okay. Out of the ethereal plane, <laughs> we craft this tale. Wow. That it was a great name. God. And everybody should support me on that. I've, I've never Your heard that name fit great in too. Mm. Okay. So who is going to direct first? How do we feel this movie needs to open? If you direct, you're not in the scene, right? Yes, that is correct. If you direct, your character is not in the scene. That violates something called the Ziggy Principle, which says if you are the orchestrator and solver of your own problem, it's no fun for everybody else. So if you're directing, you are not in the scene. And anybody who isn't in the scene can be your NPCs or create your NPC on the fly. So, And read me through the five locations again. Five locations. We have Mercy Hospital. The Society Club, the City Chronicle Newsroom, the Comptroller's Office at City Hall, and the Docks. I have a question. Do we have to save one because if we get there, the movie will be over? No. You can go through these a bajillion times. And you can have multiple scenes in the same place before you move. It's just that for our start, these are what we have. And when we get to the act break, which is after everybody's director ones, Mm -hmm. we can add or subtract. Like, we never get to the docks. We'll take the docks off the table. Cool. We just, and we can always expand and go, oh, we also need the, the 12th precincts interrogation room. Very cool. Scribble a card. Call the movie when we call the movie. Mm -hmm. Cool. When it makes narrative sense, it's done. Gotcha. But you got to keep in mind, you got to stay under budget. <laughs> in too many locations. And you can't fix everything in post, guys. That's yeah. true. That's, that's a lie. I do podcasting. You fix everything in post. <laughs> oh, there are like, two possible places that I can see this starting. Oh, I have no idea where this could start. So I, I would love to hear your ideas. Well, I think that it could either start at the Chronicle with us mm-hmm. or something with Jim. If, if it was me, like, I, I want to start, if we we're going to start it, it would be us at the dock sort of establishing what's going on there. But the Chronicle makes equal sense, too. Uh, I would love to see if you guys are doing, I would love to see the start of a crime or conflict. I, okay. I, I'm Yeah, I'm going to piggyback onto that because, especially because uh, the reporter is not pure. Like the only pure one is probably Felix. Then it leads me to believe that this is a downfall film, yeah. uh, as opposed to an right. uncovering film. Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you have a stronger sense of the aesthetics of it and stuff, or do you want me to take it for? Yeah, to go ahead, take it, please. <laughs> Where okay. are we? Okay, so I will establish. So we are at the docks on a Thursday morning, very early, around. How early do I think the politician can wake up? I think I think you can get up at at four a.m. I think you're someone that can do that. Oh, that's really easy when he went to bed at three. Mm-hmm. I I oh, I 
I get a name? What's my butler's name? Did you name Charles the you named Charles the kid that you know, Charlie's the kid. Th- someone throw me out a butler name. Terrence. Terrence. I love <laughs> it. Now I yeah, I would I, I just had Terrence uh stay up the entire evening so that way he could wake me up at the appropriate time. Right. So it starts out with Colia Colia alone at, on a dock looking out at the just smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And the sun's not up or anything. No. Nope. Just the light of the lighthouse mm-hmm. in the distance. Then a car pulls up. Terrence gets out, comes around, opens the door uh, for Aaron in his big coat. <laughs> uh, Aaron goes out to join Colia on the dock, and uh, we enter our scene. So we're standing there shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. just kind of looking out, haven't directly addressed each other. I'm fiddling with the, the watch and my, my wrist a little bit. Surprised you got up this early. I'll always do that for you, sir. You were late last time. That wasn't my fault. Are we going to have any more things that weren't your fault come up again? <sighs> um, Koya's going to take the cigarette out of his mouth and then crush it under his foot. Look, I've been punished for that. I don't think I need to be punished anymore. It's just, it's a stressful time. You understand that? I what do. Has, what, what's going to happen in the na- next week has to go smoothly. I understand. Do you? I do. Yes, sir, I do. And my my eyes dart over to the little guard shack that looks out over the, 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 the docks there, because there's still business that has not been taken care of yet. I don't think we want to do a flashback this early in the movie. It's too early. <laughs> um, but there is a light on the first glimpse of warmth we've seen in the movie. Um, there's uh, like a warm orange light inside the guard shack. and We see Wanda for the first time. She's doing a Sudoku uh, in the morning paper, like with a really pretty fountain pen and her hook for a hand stabbed through the paper like right next to like com- completely through the the story right next to it <laughs> <laughs> the story that it happens to be through is about the city's mayor <laughs> continue perfect Koya's gonna take a look at the the guard shack and then very pointedly looks at Aaron I was interrupted before I could finish that job, and it will be done sooner than you think. Is it going to be done quietly? Of course. It's the last little remnants of the Union that's left in this place is sitting over in that shack, and if they ruin what's going to happen, it cannot stand. You understand that, right? When have I done anything lovely? Fade to black. Very nice. That was a marvelous cat. Thank you. I love Wanda so much. She's good. She's, she's going to die. <laughs> no. No, she's going to make it out alive. No. Everyone's going to make it out alive, you guys. <laughs> That's not the genre. That's not the genre. It's not, the it's not genre. how this works, guys. It's not how, no. This is like my favorite genre. Why Why did I ever get attached? <laughs> so normally what happens is uh, director passes to the right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. So which which that is you? Is going to be me. So we have seen those two. I think I think we need to establish who Felix is, and to do that, I need to put Felix in harm's way. <gasps> Let's see. We've already used the docks, and it's morning. 
you can advance time. I know. I, I I realize that we can advance time, but I'm like trying to think of this whole thing as like a cohesive film, and it would a, a jump from night to day. Ah, okay. The hook went through the mayor, the story about the mayor. So we are going to cut to City Hall. We're going to cut to City Hall. The camera is moving along the wall of City Hall that has like photographs of the past mayors, different deals. Um, and as the photographs like uh, become more and more modern, like get color, we see that this Aaron Cross fellow that we saw in a shot earlier has like slowly moved from the background of images to the foreground of images until he is right next to an increasingly weak looking series of mares to, till we have like the, the drippy fellow who is the current mayor and uh, outside of the mayor's office, which is a not very flattering, not very large door that is closed. We see Felix Flynn. Felix Flynn has a notepad and pen in her hand and she appears to be waiting patiently. When exiting the mayor's office is, what's the mayor's son's name? Charlie. Is Charlie. Charlie opens the door and comes out of the office. And seeing this activity, Felix's eyes light up immediately. Hey, Chuckles. How you doing? Uh, oh, uh, Felix. Hi. Hi. Long time no see. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's been a while. They got you doing the city hall beat, huh? Yep. What are you working on? Nothing much. Just, you know, checking in on all the people around the block. Okay. What's your dad been up to? I'm not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> you know that, Felix. Yeah, I know how it's been, but I haven't seen him around. Long time. Uh, you know, he's he's working real hard. He, he's not in today, though. Have yeah, I'd like to talk it out. He hasn't been around many days for a long time now, Chuckles. Or just... So I oh, whoa! Whoa! So I do Ooh. one die, two die. How does how two, does, die. two dice. die? Two die. Two die. Add them together. Okay, so I uh, I I got two sixes. So that's a what? So that's a twelve. And you look on the chart. What happens with a ten on plus? On a ten plus, the two of us understand one another. You know, I I, I think I think he's been under a lot of pressure. Um, the people of the city are concerned about him. I understand that. Off the record, Felix, he stepped into a mess. He stepped into a real mess. The last two mayors are behind bars. The city's real tangled, and he's feeling that pressure really hard. I don't know what to do for him. If it weren't for Mr. Cross, I think everything would fall apart. If it weren't for Mr. Cross? Mr. Cross has been very generous uh, with, with his time and the resources of his office. He's an open book, uh, and, and, and my father has been working very closely with him to uh, rebuild the city. Um, maybe you can put that part on the record. <laughs> yeah, I could bring in Cross. Mm -hmm. I have an idea. What'd you get? Charlie, uh, he's like pushing a mail cart because like he's your assistant, right? Um, Cross. Yeah. So uh, he, he's, he's pushing mail cart. Uh, he puts that down and goes, hey, this might be crazy and I could definitely get in trouble for this, but... Do you want to discuss this tonight over drinks? That'd be great. I know just the place. Mr. Cross takes me there all the time. You're going to love it. Uh, wear a dress. Um, oh, no. And he and he passes a note to you. Thanks, Felix. Good luck. And he pushes his cart across the hall. And, and she looks down at the card to 
to the social club. The social the club. Society, society club. The society club. And, and Charlie would know that she's my sister. Huh? That, that's up to that's up to you. That's up to you. Charlie's an NPC. He can know or not know what you need. I mean, look, logically, because again, we believe you're her ashamed brother. of her. Do you speak about her? What I'm saying, if 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 he is on a like, hey, I recognize you basis, and he obviously works for me, you would think he would be aware of that. To you some look degree. nothing alike. That's a yeah, fair point. That's you fair. Look, okay. You look absolutely nothing alike, and uh, like okay. also, all right, you, no, I dig you don't it. like I dig her. It. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Okay. So yeah, uh, and I think uh, when after looking at that address, uh, we will fade to black on this scene. Cool. Excellent. So it's okay. coming to the right. All right. So over to Lonnie. What do you have? One. I have one. Ah, you have one. Well, yeah. There you go then, James. So so where are we? A couple things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I'm here for. I don't know if we want to go because I have to try and kill Wanda, and that's going to be a fight scene. Yeah, it is. And that's going to be radical. <laughs> well, somebody has to set that up for you because right. you can't be in this. Exactly. Scene. I gotcha. So, yeah. So, gotcha. so this is what's going to happen. You uh-huh. mentioned drinks, and I feel like one of Kolya's traditions is having a drink at the society club before a job, and he sees you there. But I can't be in the scene. Shit. You can't be in the scene. Yeah. In the scene. We can but, get to that, though. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of other okay. stuff that can happen during the day. All right. <sighs> I don't have any ideas. I think you might want to think about bringing in the reporter now. Yeah. Because if you're moving through the progression of time, you've Mm -hmm. had early morning, mid-morning, and now if we're going to get to drinks in the evening, we can have midday or afternoon with him. Yeah. So what might the reporter be reporting on in the middle of the day at his place of business? Perhaps the City Chronicle newsroom. Or we could even have the, if uh, we could have me at the hospital too. Absolutely. Uh, looking, like starting to pull on the thread of whatever's going on there. Okay. We could do that, or we could have a scene with the chief. Yeah. I mean, no matter, those are all great options Love to me. Chief. <laughs> I think it might be narratively interesting if the chief assigns him to the hospital. All right. To start tying yep. all there the pieces together. So something's going on at the hospital. It's it's. You'll need a chief. Yeah. Who, not in the scene, could be the chief. Gotcha. Do you want to be chief? Can you be chief? I can be chief. <laughs> oh, okay, remember gonna... you constantly have a cigar in your mouth, and so I'm going to need to hear it. Yeah. This is going to be great. <laughs> Bicep curl. <laughs> I got that. Okay, so I feel like it. Um, it opens up in the chief's office, and there's just smoke. Everywhere. None of the windows are open. Um, it's just a haze. It's just a haze. And and you walk in and this just wall of tobacco and smoke hits you in the face. And the chief has an assignment for you. If I may suggest. Sure. It, the chief is in her office, perhaps has this assignment like sitting out on the desk when the door opens up. Why wasn't it printed? Lane, you did great work on that free through face. Great work. Great work gets in the newspaper. Lane, there wasn't the time. Give it three weeks. Three weeks. By three weeks, that story's going to be dead as eggs, and you know it. Lane, what can I say? You're one of our top reporters. Top, top, all the way. A number one. But not every piece gets printed. What can I do? It'd be a lot easier to believe the top reporter thing if I didn't end up on page five every day. Lane, get back out on the street. Prove it to me that you got the chops. You know, I could have a lot of other offers from a lot of other papers. What have you got for me? 
She puts down her weight temporarily and slides you a piece. What's this? Mercy Hospital. We got word. Oh, my God. I can't do this. Yeah. Well, maybe just have her say that. Oh, my God. I can't do this. I'm taking out. Yes. The actress said that on camera, and they threw out that character quirk in that moment. Plenty of cigars, do you? Uh, Yeah, this this pencil is not the size of a cigar. cigar. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What's your name? Okay, we've got word that Cross is funneling funds through Mercy Hospital. That sounds almost too good to be true. Do you have an informant? You can say yes and sort it out later. Yes. Need to know basis. All right, Chief. Fine. I'll do it. Dang right you'll do it. But I'm not doing it for page five. If this is true, if we're, if there's funds moving through Mercy Hospital and not going to those people, I want it to be page one. Sam, of course, if there's funds going through. If we can nail Aaron Cross, <laughs> the comptroller... Of this city? Page one material. I've been working on... The last three stories that I turned in about Cross didn't end up in the paper at all. (laughs) That was small stuff. Fish food. You've got this, Sam. I had him at the Society Club three nights in a row. I had him meeting with people who were behind bars today. Um, I need two other newspaper names. As in names of newspapers? Yeah. The Picayune? Uh, the Picayune's great. What about another one? The Daily Times. The Picayune and the Daily Times got a scoop on that, Sam. Yeah, but they ran it as a positive story. Reforming members of our troubled community. That's the headline. I need people to hear this and be able to believe us. To be able to look across and see corruption irrefutably I, I think the chief gets up from behind her desk walks over to sam she is at least five inches taller than him without the heels <laughs> without the heels <laughs> and she presses the file into his chest um and he grabs it uh, looks up at her all right i'll follow this lead up but i want to know who that source is if i find anything and with that, is there anything more, Director? I think fate to black on that. All right. I imagine the chief just has just bare paws of hands. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just Tom's dinner Huge plates. woman. Yes. Okay, uh, just a quick question. Do you think it's too soon just to take you straight to the hospital, or do you think we can go straight to the hospital? Yeah, we can go straight to the hospital if we want to follow up okay. sequentially like that. That yeah. makes sense to me. Okay. All right, good, good, good. And this would be the end of Act 1, by the way. Since there's only four of you, this moves pretty fast. Oh, okay. So... Um, it, I, it does make narrative sense to get him to the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And start start getting some of the stuff. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, we fade back in Mercy Hospital mid afternoon. The, the the sign out on the front it's it's an old building. It's got that sort of crumbled uh, stone walls a little bit on the outside. You almost little like piles of rubble that haven't been sweeped away by whatever street urchins do that in this day and age. Uh, the, the sign Mercy Hospital. Uh, the, the the Y has mostly fallen off at this point, so it's just Merck Hospital. It, it, it's not in good shape. It, it's it's got metal bars in the windows that are all on the on the the first floor and. Sam Lane, you, you you enter in snooping around to try and try and get your story. So Sam Lane will just walk into the reception area of uh, Mercy Hospital. Quick question: in in a flashback, 
So I'd almost like you to do a flashback to you and Cross meeting for the first time, but I don't think I can't flashback to me. You right? can't flashback okay, to yourself. We, we won't do that then. So Sam Lane steps into the reception area at Mercy Hospital. He takes his hat with the press badge in it off of his head and holds it to his side. Pardon me, Sam Lane, City Chronicle. I'm looking to meet with the director. I believe I have an appointment. Oh, let me, and the, the nurse behind the counter who, who is, again, way too many things on her plate that there's appointments and all of this, and she's trying to, to wear three hats in this underfunded hospital. She, she's looking all around. Oh, you had an appointment with the director? Yes. Okay, let me, let me see, let me see if, if, if I've got this. And you were with the, the, the Daily News? A bit short staffed here, are we? A little bit. It's, it's been, it's been rough. A uh, little bit of rough times. Uh, let me let me just find it. Bear with me just one second. And as she's digging through stuff, uh, the front door swings open, and in walks Kolia, oh. holding a giant bag. I think Kolia, he's wearing a hat, and he tips it at the nurse, and he he starts walking out the door, but then Lane catches his eye. I know you. You do. I know you, but I'm afraid you're going to have to refresh my memory. I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to refresh my memory about why I know you. Oh, uh, excuse me. I didn't realize that this would be such an uncomfortable meeting. Do you work here? No. All right. Well, if you're not going to tell me your name and... You put me behind bars three months ago. It's coming together now. That's right. You were caught up in that business with Cross. You put me behind bars three months ago and you don't even remember. I put a lot of people behind bars. I'm it's sure you part do. of my job. He puts the big bag down and he crosses his arms over his chest. What are you doing here? I'm doing a fluff piece about uh, charity work done at the Mercy Hospital. Like hell you are. It sounds like you're attempting to be persuasive. Yes. That would be talk it out, James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk this out. Oh, this is going to go so poorly. Right out of the gate, just trying to be oh, as antagonistic as possible. Roll. Let's see, talk it out is based on... Oh, the, oh, moxie. Okay. My moxie is plus two. So I got a nine on that. Mm -hmm. On seven to nine, you get what you want, but the other role or person can offer you a hard bargain now or put you in a terrible position later. I think I'm going to put you in a terrible position later. Okay. All right. If you know who I am, you know what I do. And you just got out of prison, then you know there's something fishy going on here. And if you're here so shortly after leaving prison, I'm going to bet you know something about it. I'm going to to give a, a little director's toolbox oh, action here, do. and that is I'm going to where well, I just saw it make a hard choice where that is on here right. Somebody say make some risk somewhere somewhere. Yes, I'm going to offer a a terrible choice to Palomi over here, uh, and that is actually when you walked in under direct orders from Cross that the this. Delivery had to get to the director today within the next hour, and you are quickly realizing that Sam's not going to let you sort of past him without any sort of further suspicion, so you have to decide whether you're going to just disengage from this and fail Aaron Cross or have to directly confront this Sam Lane person. Ooh, shit. <laughs> It says difficult choice. No, it's a very difficult choice. I'm going to think out loud. So... My ultimate goal is to be on the straight and narrow. And I feel like both of those contribute to that in some capacity. But I feel like I'm not at the point where I'm ready. I don't think I'm at the point where I'm ready to just divulge secrets just yet. You haven't pushed me there yet. So I think I'm going to have to fail you on this one, Cross. Man. 
Role play it out. Shit. So, what's... Read that one again for me. Okay, so essentially the, the choice was it was me... Um, or, I'm sorry, Aaron Cross told you that this package had to get delivered this hour to make the plans run smoothly. Mm-hmm. Everything was going fine until you walked in and saw Sam Lane, who you know has been nosy. Yeah. You, your first reaction was like, oh, I need to get out of here. And then you remembered, if I leave now, I'm not going to be able to get this package delivered in time with whatever happens to be in it. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, no, let's have this conversation. If you want, we can step somewhere more private, work through it. Um. He thinks about it for a second. Fine. Let's. Um, so, gosh, where do we, where do we go to be? Do you want to continue playing out or do you want to fade to black? It no, just. Because if you keep going, they could go past my room where I'm seeing mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we just walked down so a. We office. walked down the hallway. Yeah. You went away on assault, didn't you? I did. You went away on assault and you're out in a couple of months. That leads me to believe that Aaron Cross is behind your release. Doesn't have to be on the record, but if you confirm that, I'll be able to talk to you more frankly. I can confirm that, yes. And as you're walking down the hallway having this conversation, Sam Lane, uh, what catches your eye is through the doors into one of the room, you see Felix Flynn in there meeting with someone, It's a patient clearly, who's lying on the bed. Okay. Man, I know I'm at an important crossroads. Okay, uh, so Sam does sort of a double take, but he tries to regain his composure quickly to hide from Kolia that something significant happened uh, so that he can keep digging down on this situation. I don't know if there's anything that I should roll for that. So yeah, uh, he, he like makes a face, re- regains his composure. You're at an important crossroads here, Kolia. You just got out of prison. And my bet is that Aaron Cross believes he's owed something for that. You could follow through with that. That's what most people would do. Or you could tell me everything you know right now. Uh, Koya kind of looks at Sam's face. Then he looks at the bag that's in his right hand. It's a shot where the uh, harsh lights of the hospital are reflecting off of the very thickly palmated hair um, that's on top of Sam's head. It sounds to me like you are attempting though, to persuade her into giving you more information, which yes. would be talk it out. Okay. So since you're doing the talking, roll some dice. Yeah. All right. Oof. That was a 10. Dang. Or 12, actually, with my moxie. All right. Kolya runs a hand through his hair. All right. I'll talk to you. What do you need to know? And with that, Sam flips open his notepad. And you're the director. We should probably cut over to her, right? Well, that's why. We, so you're, you're going to continue that as opposed to go in and, and talk to her then, right? Yes. Okay. Then I'm, I'm going to force her into the scene yeah. then, if, if you're not going to sort of grab her naturally then. Um, so the, the, the camera just sort of pain, pans around through the, the, the glass of the door and into the room mm-hmm. uh, where, where Felix is, is standing over a elderly woman that's lying in bed. Mm-hmm. Did you want to have something or just want to just straight walk out? I mean, she's talking to her mom, presumably... About Aaron, right? Okay, yeah. If, if you had something, I'd say go. And if you didn't have anything, I'd just have you walk out. But so if you if you've got something you want to to monologue, and then I can have you walk out. What sort of moment did you have with the woman? Were you happy? Were you sad? Sad, defeated. You know, okay. the... we, we can do a okay. Okay. So um... now let me just reset it up. So you're 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 standing in bed above uh, this elderly woman who's who's lying there. She's she's hooked up to a bunch of machines. She's got one of the the big things that goes up and down and up and down. Yeah. Uh, that that's in the corner. She's tired. The lighting is really low in the room. And and you've been having a, a long conversation with her. And I don't know, Mom. I mean, it's getting pretty clear. 
Aaron's up to no good on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take him in. I'm gonna have to confront him pretty soon about all of this stuff. I know that you and Dad said that I always had to, that family came first and that I had to protect what's ours, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to be able to on this one. He's gotten himself into some pretty bad stuff. Uh, I know that you wouldn't want me to, but I'll try to talk things out with him. You just rest up. You just rest up and get better, Mom. Um, she pats her hand and squeezes it and gets up and heads out of the room. And when you walk out of the room, you see a conversation. You see Sam Lane immediately in front of you, who's having a conversation with someone. Would you all know each other at this point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sam Lane, you old so-and-so. Felix Flynn, surprised to see you here. Did the chief send us on the same beat? No. Seeing my old lady. That doesn't mean what you think it means, kid. Is it? Doesn't it? Are you actually asking? No, you're no, old- no, I'm asking. Old, doesn't it? Old lady is like- Old lady is your girlfriend or partner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then what would I say? Old hat. Ma. Okay. Ma. Uh, see my old hat. Your mom's here? Yeah, didn't you know? No. Thought everyone in the room knew. What's your mom's name? Um, Mom doesn't have a name. She needs a name. I was almost thinking, do we have to stay out of a name because of this whole weird, is she a cross, is she a Flynn, is she a... You gave yourself the name Cross. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, I absolutely did. Yes. So it's got to be Old Lady Flynn. Oh, wow. Just, nah, so so legally, you're uh, Aaron you wanna, Flynn. You want an in period name? <laughs> like for age appropriate? Yeah. Doris, Gertrude, Helen, Helga, Hora. That's too many names. Uh, <laughs> good joke. I like Helga. Do you like Helga? Yeah, Helga Flynn. Helga Flynn. Helga Flynn. Yeah. Helga Flynn. What's she in for? Oh. The sickness. We said the sickness. The sickness. With that, uh, Sam shakes his head. Then he looks over to, I'm sorry, I'm having so to Colia. At which Kolya. point, yeah. Felix notices Colia and immediately grabs her notebook while she's making eye contact, <laughs> flips through a few pages. Well. Then her hand, her finger trawls down the page and she lands and goes, uh, Well, hopefully if, if this hospital is properly funded, she won't have anything to worry about. Kolya Matroshov, out a month ago on good behavior. How you been? Better. He's just like, two reporters are now talking to him, and he's got a feeling of like, I should probably not talk to these people. (laughs) That might scare you off. Yeah, no, I think it absolutely does. Where's the bag? The bag is not in my hand. It's next to my foot. Gotcha. (laughs) He, uh... Shall we continue our conversation, Kolya? Is she coming? I don't think that's necessary. She's got her own beat. Then yes, we can. Fair enough. Flynn. I'll see you around. And stay out of trouble. I'm going to uh, set up something to pay off later, right before mm-hmm. we fade to black, and that is, Coley and Sam, you continue walking down to have your conversation. Felix, you're about ready to leave, and then you suddenly realize that the bag that Coley was holding was left in the hallway. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And that's sort of like it fades out to black as you're looking at the bag that's sitting now alone in the hallway. Absolutely. Fade to black. Yeah, perfect. That's excellent. So that is uh, Act 1. Normally this is done in two acts, but since there's four of you, this will move quick. We can do three. It's really just a, another round robin. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going great so far. The question that you ask in uh, at the end of it, in every act break is, do we want to change any existing scenes? Do we want to change locations? Do we want to tweak facts or whatnot? Uh, do we need to add anything? We can add one location into the second act. Do you want to change any of your belongings on your sheet? Just because, oh man, it'd be really great if I had, I don't know, the gun into this next act. That's a good point. So it's, um, those are the things you do on an act break. Hmm. And if you don't want to do anything, that's fine too. 
It's entirely optional. So does the do we continue going round robin, or yes. does a new person start? So that would be at cat then. Is unless you have unless a strong we can opinion, start. Unless you can start somewhere who's got an idea as to where to pick up the movie. But normally it just keeps going around and around and around. Interesting. Because, like, if we start with them, it robs – I feel like it, it robs Jim of the opportunity to be in stuff. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we could start at the society club. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless you guys don't – what do you think? That's what made the most logical sense to me, yeah. Cool. I um, my last name is actually Lane. <laughs> Who should be in the society club scene? It should be well. Me it's you and Charlie, Charles. and obviously Aaron is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who who wants to direct? If I'm there. I can't direct. Yeah. It's it's either Palumi or me. So I'll direct. Perfect. Yeah, because we haven't been in a scene yet together. No, we have not. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I feel like we open up on the interior of a really like tall vaulted ceiling, sort of. Uh, I don't want to call it a bar. It's not a bar. It's much classier than a bar. It's a restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant. And the, it's just got really nice art deco sort of look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a band playing at the far end away from the door. And it's really just low-key jazz. You gotta have the jazz. I feel like you see Felix and Charlie sitting at the bar. And Charlie's kind of kicking his feet, just sort of talking to Felix about some of the things. Uh, yeah, we've been working on that project a couple months. And I, I feel like everything's going along great. Define great. Well, uh, you know, everybody involved seems really happy, and Mr. Cross has uh, said progress is, is moving along really well. I care a lot less about what my brother thinks and a lot more about your father. <laughs> what? What do you mean, what? I, I mean, you said your brother. Aaron Cross? Yeah, Aaron Cross, my employer. Yeah, he's my brother. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, feel oh. Like, I feel like at this point, Aaron Cross walks into the room. Absolutely, he mm-hmm. does. The, the doors open. He enters the room. These are his people. Yeah. Uh, these are the people he knows. These are the people he hangs out with. It's been a little bit of a stressful day, and he just wanted to to come to the what's the club? Society club. Come mm-hmm. to the society club. One day they'll name it after me, like it should be, and <laughs> and just relax and enjoy myself. So I'm I'm greeted with a cigar from the uh, fr- from the hostess immediately. I'm not going to do what Cat does, or else I'm going to be doing this the whole time. <laughs> Cuts the end off the cigar. Lights it up. <sighs> Big relief as I scan the room to see all the regulars are here today. It's a good day until my eyes pan around till I reach the bar where there are two people sitting that do not belong here. <laughs> I stub out my cigar and I march on over. Why didn't you tell me he was your brother? I thought you knew. Doesn't he talk about me? You thought I was just going to ask out my employer's kid sister? What do you mean you asked me out? <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, <laughs> at that moment, a, a, a hand drapes over, was it Charles or Charlie? Charlie. 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 You call him Charles, though. <laughs> a hand drapes over Charles's shoulders. Good evening, Charles. Uh, Mr. Cross. Who invited you here? Yeah, you said that I could, you brought me by a couple times. Yes, and I brought I thought- you by to try and educate you in the ways of the world. I did not extend an open invitation to you. I just came from my office. I don't see the last revised result for the City Chronicle there. You were supposed to go through and find every little typo that I can use against them later. Has that been done? Aaron, good evening to you, too. Oh, my God. Little Trips, what are you doing here? Which is an affectionate title that I call her for her her, her 3F name. No, I caught that. She hasn't referred to herself as the three F, so I need to establish that for the audience. I'm talking to Chuck. 
What are you doing here? Chuck? And what, what, what would be the nature of this conversation? Chuck? Chuck? <laughs> you're talking about the work that you have to do at my office? She was just Chuck? doing a fluff piece about the charity work and si- uh, that, that City Hall is doing for the Mercy Hospital. What's, what's going on here between two of you? Do I need to worry about something? Nothing to worry about, boss. Nothing at all. When's the last time you worried about anyone in our family? Mom says you haven't been by to see her in two months. I have been taking care of Mother. Just today, I gave what needed to be done to the director to keep her alive. I you feel like no I should idea. just go home. I feel like it's probably best if I just left, right? You don't go anywhere that you don't want to go, Charles. Chuck, and where you want to go is back to my office to do work. You have at least six hours of work to do before dawn. I would hurry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off, Flynn. It was, it was nice seeing you totally by accident See in this around the public office. place. <laughs> uh, Chuck sheepishly exits the society club, returning the gigantic jacket that he had to put on (laughs) because he was not deemed to be dressed appropriately i i sit down in the seat that chuck was in and just like head drops down into my hands what are you doing here what do you mean what am i doing here what are you doing here last i checked the society club was open to our family the Society Club is open to our family, the members of the family that belong here. Trips, if you, if you want to come here and hang out, that's fine. You should only be doing it with me. This isn't your world. You don't belong here. And you don't belong. I feel like we flash back to you opening the bag that Koya left behind. Thank you. Brilliant. Perfect, Brilliant. perfect. What did I find? What was in the bag? I'm not the director right now. <laughs> yeah, you're the That's director. Yeah. Works. What's so, in the bag? I think um I think what was it's in a the bag <laughs> No. We're gonna do a head transplant for mom. Just so I have it clear, you were sending Kolya to do something with four or two the director at the hospital. Yes. Okay. So I think what was in the bag was a gun. Just straight up a gun with a muzzle like to roll onto it after like a suppressor. A suppressor, that thing. So I think what Felix finds in the bag is a gun and some money mm-hmm. as well to pay for the job. And a note that may or may not have been incriminating to both Kolia and his employer. Okay. So he's funneling things through... Through the hospital. The hospital. Mm-hmm. Not paying for the hospital. He's saying to everyone that he is. Mm-hmm. Right. But in fact, he is just funneling through. Ostensibly, the director was standing in the way of that. Either that or you were there to kill mother. <laughs> That's what I had assumed. Yeah. <laughs> You're here to take care of you my all mother. You are darker people than I am. <laughs> and you don't belong in prison, which is where you're going to end up if you don't stop this business with Mercy Hospital. You've only been listening to Sam Lane too much. No. That's not what's happening there. Oh. I'm the one keeping that place together. I'm the one that's keeping mom alive. Is your little bedside chats keeping her alive? No. But that's where you should be. That's what you should be doing. You should be providing her comfort because that's what you can do. What I can do is keep this place running. How? You've heard the stories. You've wrote plenty of them yourself. Mercy is in a financial crisis. It's falling apart. I'm taking my money and propping that place up. Who are you giving money to? Where are you going with this, Flynn? I want to know the story. I've you told heard you it. the story. I was doing a piece with Charles. And if I tell you any more, is it going to end up to be another trash piece in that damn newspaper of yours? No. It's going to make you look good. Isn't that what you want from me? I want to know whether I'm talking to my sister or a reporter. I am your sister, a reporter. Listen, 
I'm doing everything that I can, everything that needs to be done to keep our family together and keep this city together. What are you doing? Running around writing stories? That's all you've ever done. There's no story here. There's no story at Mercy Hospital. There's the story of our family that's in pain and a city with an inept mayor that we need to fix. That's your new story. Speaking of the mayor. Ah, thorn in my side. I had expansion plans for my office and he's derailed them again. It's unbelievable. Charles says that things are going swimmingly with him. (sighs) Charles is... How to put this nicely. He's a simpleton. He doesn't... (laughs) He doesn't understand the complexities. What he knows how to do is how to spell check a newspaper and how to fetch me coffee in the morning. That's it. That's what he's good for. He wouldn't know whether the place was falling apart or going gangbusters. Not a clue. And you should not be hanging out with him. Why? He's prone to flights of fancy. He's not... I don't want you getting mixed up in anything that's about to happen. Anything... I feel like she just flipped open her notebook. (laughs) Did you? Menacingly. Mm -hmm. I I reach forward and just press it back closed. (laughs) Anything that's about to happen. You should go home or go back to mother or whatever you want to do. This is the wrong place for you to be in the wrong time. Give it a week. A week. Everything will be fine. The family will be fine. The city will be fine. This is the wrong place. The hospital's the wrong place. City Hall, what we talking here? I got a job to do. You have a family to belong to. That family's spread out around a lot of the city. You're worried about your job, yeah? I'll write you a check tomorrow. You won't have to work. I like my job. I put money away. So it's it's not a job for you. It's you want to run around and tell stories. Call it what you will. That's exactly what I am calling it. I'm saying it's the, the fool's errand of an ignorant child. I said it, and I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Tell me where not to be. You named all three places not to be. Heard you. Loud and clear. Thank you, big brother. So I feel like at this point you have a terrible choice to make. Mm. You can listen to your older brother and pretty much give up all of your values as a reporter. Okay. <laughs> you know something's fishy about what he's doing, and you that instinct is telling you to follow up on it. Or you can go against everything he's just told you to do and follow that story. Oh, I'm following the story. Even though you know you might not be around potentially to help mom. Oh, mm. I'm following the story. Okay. I think we fade to black there. Definitely. Nice. Ah. Damn. Dang. Dango mm. bango. Mm. Fuck you. Aaron Cross. <laughs> I disliked him He's after that dick. scene. Oh, what a, oh, what a terrible human being. Terrible Not human being. Speaking of terrible human beings. He does secretly beings. love kittens, though, so that like makes everything better, I'm pretty sure. That was to eat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so it's me setting a scene. It's you Hell setting yeah. a scene. You're next. Hell yeah! Like the, the, that was fun. The, the Ava Blue is going to have a significantly different dramatic or uh, dynamic to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So we haven't had Colia in a while. We've not. Um, Do you think Colia's got to commit that murder? Yeah, I, I think it's time to, to to take on some Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think this is probably going to be a pretty one-on-one scene then. Um, it is, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it is now late evening. Yes. 
uh, we're, we're back out at the docks. The, uh, uh, th- th- there's a, a mild overcast, uh, over the, the almost perfectly full moon, not quite. And the clouds are sort of covering it up and letting light and covering it up and letting light as they if go I by. If I may, I feel like a fog is rolling in. Absolutely. Uh, f- fogs are, are, are rolling in with Russian ships. Um, <laughs> it's murder time. <laughs> it's murder in season, guys. In, in the, uh, the, the little guard hutch, you, you, you see through the little window as Wanda screwing, screech, 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 as she screws her hook hand on. I feel like the camera pulls out from the window through the glass. It's a little bit murky. And next to the window in the darkness, you see Kolia putting some leather gloves on. He does that thing where he puts them on and he flexes his hand and the leather creaks a little bit. He takes another cigarette out of his mouth, puts it on the ground, doesn't stomp it out, walks over to the entrance of the door, opens it. And I think very quietly, he walks up to Wanda as she's screwing her hook hand on and from behind grabs her mouth and (laughs) grabs her neck and starts strangling her. (laughs) Is there a mechanical role to happen? There is a mechanical role to happen. It's called Fight It Out. All right. Seven. I succeed, but only enough for the weapon to do half its full injury. Do you get a plus on that because of your... Do you have a... It's a plus for... Add your risk for the number. Yep. So that's an eight. So it's an eight. So it's still the same result. Yes. So I succeed, but only enough for the weapon to do half its full injury. So we each get three hit points? Uh, you have three total hit points. Uh, you round up that number, so your knife does one point of damage, because you can't have half a point of damage. Okay. So you, you, you well, or your fists strangle, you're punched as one point. So you are slowly strangling Wanda to death. Yes. Uh, Just not as quickly as I would not like. Not as quickly. <laughs> And you either uh, expose yourself for a counterattack that you can't avoid or someone else in the scene has an attack they can't avoid. So it sounds like since you're in a dominant position, she can't avoid to continue being strangled. You're you're holding her down. Right. Right. She can kick and fuss and spit all she wants. But I was going to say, I think this is Wanda. So I feel like because I'm strangling her, my sides are open for her to come back and elbow me. Oh, I I, I got something. Oh. I got something. Let me, let me, let me, let me, okay. Um, I like fight scenes. Let me, let me do me my, too. let me Near do my it. thing. Uh, so you, you, you grab her from behind. Uh, immediately she, she starts kicking the stool, kicks out from underneath her. She's, uh, as, as she's swinging, uh, her hook hand swings forward and smashes out the glass window and hooks around the, uh, the windowsill. She yanks forward and pulls herself all the way out through. Oh. Uh, you're still like holding and grasping onto her. Yeah. She kind of flips around once she's outside. So you are like face to face towards the window. And now she's got you and there's a sharp, jagged piece of glass on the side that she is trying to push your face into. Ooh. Now, if she's now become the aggressor, she rolls fight it out. She's rolling fight it out on you. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. You think, Wa- you think Wanda was going down easy? <laughs> I hope not. Six. Uh, so no, on a not six, good. it's not good. It's not great. On a six minus, tell the director what happens to make the fight more dangerous while it continues, or the director will offer uh, Wanda in this case a way out of the fight, but it's serious risk and cost to her going forward. So either this gets more dangerous, or she gets a way out, but it'll cost her. I have an idea, but I feel like it's a little bit of a retcon. So let me know if you're okay with this. 
Never mind. I'm not okay with it either, so okay. let's scratch it. I think the fight just needs to continue at this point. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more dangerous. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she's already shattered the window. So what? what's another dangerous thing to have happen to keep this slow strangle of death going? We, I don't know how, but somehow we just end up fighting on the glass that she shattered. I mean, if she punched outward, I feel like it went outside, so. Uh, so she just pulls you all the way back through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like, so she's trying to, to, to push your, your face against that jagged piece of glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you follow her routine. You just kick off of whatever you can get behind you. You go out through the window and both of you are now rolling around in the sharp glass yeah, that's, yeah. that's on the ground. I like it. Numerous cuts. Everywhere. So that would take, she already took one point of injury. She'll, she'll take another in this. Mm-hmm. So now if you're the aggressor again, you're going to roll one more time. Okay. And possibly finish her off. I feel like at this point, I'm going to take out my knife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, you are. And I feel like, so if, so I ended up on the ground and she's all on the ground as well. You both are rolling around on the glass together trying to sort of get the advantage and you get, or well, I guess we'll see what the dice say, but you you are now getting on top of her. You're getting your knife out, whatever you want to do. So I feel like I'm rolling around on the gra- on the glass and I feel like the way I ended up was with my back to her. So I take a knife out of the inside of my jacket and I roll over and just stab her wherever is closest. Oh. Uh, even with your plus risk, what is that? That is a six. <gasps> well, on a six, there you go. That's, that, that happens. Uh, tell the director what happens to make the fight more dangerous. So it just gets worse. Or, or uh, you get a way out at serious cost to you. Mm-hmm. This might be where the hook becomes a knife of her own. Oh, I think it totally does. Yeah. So I feel like... Simultaneously, as I'm coming over my side with my knife, she's coming over with her hook, and she gets me square in the shoulder and, like, just rakes it all the way down to my chest. Oh, no. Oh. But at the same time, you get her center mass with the knife, and, like, Ah. her last couple bits of energy, she's digging that hook in deeper as her eyes are locked right at you until they finally... Droop close and she goes limp. Yep. On the broken glass, and the camera pans back up to the moonlight. Jim, I have a wicked idea. If if you want to indulge it, absolutely uh, not. I don't accept any of your improv nonsense. So we know that uh, Sam Lane got some inside information earlier today. Yes, he and did. we know that this murder was going to take place, and that you're looking for revenge for going to jail. And also, you were set up. And do you think I set you up? Mm-hmm. So, who do you t- tip off to be at the docks at the- a certain time this evening? Why, Sam Lane. And then you make a call to the police. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a smart boy. <laughs> 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 no, I, I think I definitely do. Uh, I feel like... So I think to do that for the podcast, we need to essentially put it to you to narrate doing that, right? Yes. As opposed to you suggest direct suggest. Yeah. 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 So so after the, after the fight, so she she rolls off of you limp. I feel like the camera comes over to my face, and I'm just like grasping at my shoulder because it's injured, and the camera will rise up. I think because the docks, you know, they're close to the water. So as it goes up, we start to hear in the distance sirens coming towards the docks, and we see a lone figure. 
standing against the moonlight on a rail above the docks, just watching. Yeah. So as 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 you do that, the uh, the, the the dark figure is slowly illuminated to be Sam Lane. Sam has a cigarette in his mouth. He was sort of like waiting on the side of the docks, and he sees some of the broken glass on the ground, leaving the cigarette in his mouth. He follows the glass and sees the blood like spilling out over the ground. Then he sees the corpse of this woman. The knife is not left in her, is it? No. no. So the corpse of this woman, like glassy eyed, looking up at the night sky, the cigarette falls from his lips into the blood. And do we see lights? You mean the police? Police? The police? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's lights in the distance. You you hear the shouting and you hear footsteps running. Well, none of. Uh, let's see. Is there anything for running away? No, there is no <laughs> running away move. Do you want to run away? Do you want to um, run away or be caught? God. I, okay. I guess that changes the tone of things. Is whether I am. You know what? I think he gets caught. I think he gets caught by these police and taken in. Absolutely, they 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 run on the scene. Uh, an, an army of dark blue shows up. They see what's happened immediately. They tackle Sam Lane to the ground, right down into the gravel. Uh, they're cuffing him behind. They're just controlling the situation. And the last thing we see is him being put in the back of a squad car as we fade to black. Yeah, perfect. Ooh, that was lovely. That was lovely. That was an intense scene. It was Ooh. good. I liked it a lot. Good job murdering Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought it was about to turn. And you were going to play Wanda at that point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oof. We're totally doing a side story solely about Wanda. Yeah, we have to do I'm like a full flashback. How did Wanda lose her hand? <laughs> it was in the war. <laughs> it was in the war. Yeah, in the war. <laughs> Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back with the conclusion to Noir World next week. If you need more gaming content, be sure to join us this Wednesday for the One Shot Twitch stream, where we'll be playing Dragoon. That starts at 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. If you live near Orlando, Florida, or you're going to be in town for Star Wars Celebration, be sure to join up with Cat, Johnny, Pranks, and myself at the Gods and Monsters Comic Shop. We'll be there April 15th at 7.30 p.m. for a one-shot meetup during Celebration. While you're waiting for that, please check out some of the other fantastic shows on the One Shot Network, including Campaign. The sister show to One Shot, Campaign investigates an ongoing campaign using the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing system. Campaign is GM'd by my best friend Cat Cool, and I star alongside One Shot favorites Johnny O'Mara and John Patrick Cohen. If you like One Shot, you will love Campaign. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. This week, I want to talk about sanctuary cities. In keeping with an earlier executive order from President Trump, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has threatened to withhold Justice Department grant funding from jurisdictions that refuse to disclose people's immigration status to the federal government. This policy targets the nation's approximately 60 sanctuary cities, which include large cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, and Boston, that have refused to cooperate with federal ICE deportations of non-criminal undocumented immigrants. Sessions' rule is at odds with the Constitution's Tenth Amendment and decades of case law that argue the federal government cannot broadly withhold federal funding from local jurisdictions to force compliance with federal mandates. Sessions hopes to bypass the Constitution by withholding funding only for local and state law enforcement. The decision to cut funding to local law enforcement in the name of improving safety defies logic and deprives local law enforcement of money used to fight and prevent crimes that 
actually threaten Americans. In order to needlessly deport peaceful, undocumented immigrants, the Trump administration plans on making major cities less safe as a whole. Not to mention undermine states' rights that most Republicans are quite fond of. Thankfully, there's something you can do about it. And that's contact the U.S. Department of Justice. By taking just a few minutes out of your day to call the Department of Justice, you can make your voice heard against this asinine action by the Attorney General and the Trump administration. If that idea intimidates you, don't worry. I found a summary for this issue, along with a number for the Justice Department, and a script to read while on the phone with them at fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls. It's a site dedicated to help you contact your representatives and make your voice heard on issues that matter. You can find a link to Five Calls and ways to find your local representatives in the show notes. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Open Ended a weekly podcast exploring digital humanity from the Black perspective. New episodes on Wednesdays. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Okay.